What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Dutton Woods Football on 96.9, The Legend. Got a fun show planned for you guys today. Returning to the show will be Slocum head coach Richard Tisdale. The Red Tops had a big victory getting their first region win of the year just past Friday night against Providence Christian, winning 30-0, to zero. so we'll talk to Coach Tisdale about that and get his thoughts on the upcoming matchup this Friday with Houston Academy. Of course, we'll go over all the scores from Week 3 this past Friday and look ahead to the schedule for this Friday's games. Before we do all that, let you guys know where you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. The podcast is available on Apple Podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future episode of the show. And also, you can find the show on 955.tvy.com, 969legend.com, and 1067kmx.com as well, and available on those sites' apps. So if you don't want to go to the website, get your Android or Apple device, go to your app store, download one of those apps. The podcast is right there. Very easy to find. And remember, you can always email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com. Now let's kick things off. Let's go around the wiregrass. We'll start off with what was billed by many as the game of the week. Ayrton defeated Geneva County 42-0. Ayrton improves to 4-0 in a year. Geneva County drops to 2-1. And Ayrton just continuing the role they've been on, like I said, going 4-0. And they are just playing really great ball right now. Ayrton, they scored on their first six possessions this game. They had a total of 514 total yards of offense. They only allowed 73 yards for Geneva County. Jordan Smith at running back had 149 yards, two touchdowns. Quarterback Ian Sin had was 9-10 on the night, 208 yards, and three touchdowns. In 6A Region 2, Opelika defeated Ufala 21-0. Ufala had eight turnovers in this one, five interceptions, and three fumbles. Uh, with the loss, Ufala drops to one and three. In 7A Region 2, which is a game you could have heard on 96-9 The Legend on Friday night, uh, Auburn defeated Dothan 49-13, 7A Region 2 uh, game here. Dothan falls to one and two, zero and two on the year. They will be back at home this Friday night to play Prattville in another 7A Region 2 matchup. And you can hear the game on 96.9 The Legend uh, with Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself. Kickoff will be at 7 o'clock, but pregame will start at 6.45. In 4A Region 2, this this may have been the game of the night in the Wiregrass. When it was all said and done, exciting game. If you were at this game, I'm jealous because this seems like it was pure excitement. Dale County defeated Geneva 47-42 to here. Dale County improves to 4-1 on the year. 2-0 in region play. And then Geneva drops to 2-2. 1-1 in region play. Quarterback for Dale County, Alex Banks, scored on a six-yard run with 37 seconds left in the game. He had a tremendous game here. 317 total yards, five touchdowns. Passing-wise, he was 9-9, nine 104, nine, two touchdowns. On the ground, 213 yards, three touchdowns. Geneva's Timothy McReynolds, he had a big game on the ground. 112 rushing with four touchdowns. He had 75 yards receiving. The quarterback played pretty well, too, for Geneva. Logan Adams, 12-15, 137 yards in one touchdown. 
In 5A Region 2, Carroll defeated Rehoboth for their first win of the year to go to 1-2. Rehoboth drops 2-2. Two two. Lakeith Person, 4. Carroll had two first-half touchdowns. In 2A Region 2, Cottonwood defeated number 5, Abbeville, 57-24. A big win there for the Cottonwood Bears, my alma mater. Uh, Cottonwood, it goes to 2-2 two two in a year, and Abbeville drops to 1-2 on the season. Makai Anglin had 198 yards, three touchdowns, and an 81-yard kickoff return touchdown for the Cottonwood Bears. Back over in 7A. Now, this was two 7A teams playing, but not in the same region. Enterprise defeated Davison 55-7. Enterprise, courses in 7A Region 2, same region Dothan is in. Davison is in 7A Region 1, so this doesn't go toward the region record. Uh, but Enterprise did win 55-7. Big game here. They were up 42-7 at halftime. They've got a big game this Friday as they are hosting Central Phoenix City in a battle of 4 no teams in 7A Region 2. In 3A Region 2, number 10, Op defeated Houston Academy 49-21. to Op improves to 3-1. Houston Academy falls to 2-2. Two two. Houston Academy had, fir- had three first-half turnovers in the game. Op quarterback Gray Jennings was 11-12, 267 yards, three touchdowns. Zacharias Lindsey, big, big game at receiver, three receptions, 155 yards, and two touchdowns in the game. And 3A Region 2, we're going to talk about this game a little bit with, uh, with Coach Tisdale, so it's going to repeat the score here. Uh, Slocum won 30-0 over Providence Christian. A game in 3A. Well, 3A for Wicksburg, Northside Memphis, of course, is not in a region uh, yet. will be next year. Uh, Wicksburg wins 54-28 to to go to 3-1 on the year. Northside Memphis falls to 0-4 in the year. For Wicksburg, Jalen Murray had 188 yards, two touchdowns, and he also had a 31-yard touchdown rece- reception. In 2A Region 2, Abbeville, number 8 in 2A, defeated Zion Chapel 48-12. Another matchup in 2A Region 2, G.W. Long defeated Houston County 45-16. So G.W. Long goes to 2-0 in the year. Houston County falls to 2-2, 0-2 in region. For G.W. Long, Kobe Stringer had 137 yards. He was 8-14 for 14 passing, one touchdown, and 49, 59 yards rushing as well. In 5A Region 2, Greenville defeated Headland 23-0. Headland drops to 1-2 on the season. 4A Region 2, Strong defeated Ashford 42-0. So Ashford is 0-3 on the year. In 1A Region 1, Kenson defeated Red Level 27-6 to go to 2-2. Also in 1A Region 1, Sanson defeated Pleasant Home 18-0. And two more results to give you guys. New Brockton. Defeated Delville 45-20 out of 3A Region 2. So, New Brockton bounces back from their first loss of the season last week to go to 3-1, 1-1 in region play. Delville drops to 0-4, 0-2 region play. Quarterback Caden Cup had 152 yards rushing with two touchdowns, and he was 5-7 passing for 159 yards and three touchdowns. And in 5A Region 2 game, Early County from Georgia defeated Charles Henderson 31-9. So, Charles Henderson drops to 0-3 on the season and that is your scoreboard for week three in the wiregrass and also want to say all those stats did come from the dothan eagle so go check out dothan eagle they uh they got you covered when it comes to high school football and now we're going to go to an early conversation i had on sunday with slocum head coach richard tisdale Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Slocum head coach Richard Tisdale. The Red Tops are coming off a 30-0 victory on Friday night over Providence Christian in 3A Region 2 play. And uh, Coach Tisdale, I appreciate you coming on as always. Yeah, thank you, Philip. I appreciate you covering us and covering high school football around the area. So it's always fun to listen to who you have on each week when I'm out there cutting the field. I like to, to tune in and see what's happening. 
I yeah, I appreciate I, I appreciate uh, you listening, and uh, I've had word that other coaches listen to as well. So that's very appreciative that uh, uh, you guys like it, and y'all appreciate uh, what I'm doing and what we're doing over at the Radio People with this show and everything and all the stuff we do trying to do in high school football. And uh, so it means a lot uh, coming from you guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a team effort, and like you say, these kids getting to promote what they do, all the hard work they put in. It, it, it's fun to get to do something for them sometimes. So just thank you to you and everybody else that, that makes it happen. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, guys, win thirty to zero on Friday night, and just uh, you know, uh, just how I don't know big or important. Just you know, just getting that first region, you know, your first region game of the year. That was your first region game you played, but also getting that win, starting off one and zero in region. Yeah, that's huge. We talked about it um, leading up to it that you want to be one and zero in the region. Um, you don't want to start with an eight ball um, behind the eight ball. We have some really good teams in our region, Providence being one of them. And, and you know, we play Wicksburg and Op at the later half, and, and New Brock and the improvements they made. HA is better this year, um, so there's not really a week you can relax. And so, starting off with that with that win is huge. Um, just trying to work towards making the playoffs, hosting a game, and reaching championships kind of the, the goals. But you got to do it one game at a time. So, um, just really proud of our guys and excited about getting that first region win. You know, I wanted to start off, you know, just overall, I mean, and in that game including me, you didn't give up any points, but your defense, well, your defense has been playing this season, I believe 11 straight quarters without allowing a po- any points. So, I mean, you're, you guys on defense are playing really well. Yeah, they are. Coach Harrington's our defensive coordinator, and, and he's done a good job getting a good plan for us. Um, I said going into the summer that I thought this was going to be our fastest defense we've had since I've been here, but definitely not the biggest. Um, you see every game so far, we've had uh, the offensive line has been bigger than our defensive line. Um, and, and then with the COVID, you know, we, we had several guys out um, with COVID so far, but so far it hasn't been any um, key defensive players yet. And so they've been able to stay healthy. I think that's huge. That's a big part of it. You know, it doesn't matter what level from high school to NFL, when your first team guy goes down, you're not going to be quite as good. So, We've been able to stay healthy, and the guys are, are playing a lot of confidence and playing fast, and really proud of them and the job they've done. I guess that's also speak to the depth you guys have there as well. It, it is. You know, we have um, – everybody's going to have a second position. Everybody's going to play both sides of the ball. Um, the goal is always to have as many one-way starters as we can. Um, and, you know, that fluctuates, especially um, this year with COVID if somebody's out. But if we're healthy and we're there, you know, we hope we have eight or nine guys that are – play in one way and that can't always happen but anytime we can make it happen that's what we want to do and then what that does is let them be more fresh but also some quality backups come in when those guys need to come in and they do need a break we got some guys ready to step up so i'm proud of our younger guys too for stepping in there and making some plays so on friday night uh defensively just um what were you guys able to do to you know make it where providence you know was not able to score Um, because i know you had some players on defense got into the uh the scoring act as well but just the overall look on what you guys were able to do defensively against providence on friday night yeah uh, coach keith is over there and they do such a good job they're one of the best coach teams around they always have a good plan and and they run the single wing and they get in their foot to foot and run it right at you and they've been able to spread it out a little bit as well um, and, and so we just kind of went in with the game plan that if they beat us with the pass, they beat us with the pass, but we're just going to try to sell out and stop the run um, and had some kids make some big plays uh, during that time. They moved the ball on us at times and up and down the field, um, but when it counted, our guys stepped up. And so really proud, you know, unsung hero a lot of times that defensive line and, and um, with Michael Ward at nose guard and E.C.E. Moore on the defensive line, those two guys made a lot of plays where – they might not got the, got the tackle or went into the column, but they made it where those linebackers could make the tackle. And so 
when you play a team like Providence, if you don't have a defensive line ready to step up, it's going to be a long night. So I was really proud of our D-linemen for stepping in there and making some big plays, taking on double teams, um, doing things that, again, didn't always show up in the stat category but made us successful. You know, every time I have you on, you talk about Rashawn Miller. It seems like we usually talk about him on the offense side of the ball with what he does with Jalen Nobles. But, you know, defensively, you know, you know, reading the recap from the game, he did have that interception for a touchdown. Just talk about, you know, what he is, you know, he means to think on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I feel like we always talk about him, but it's all offensively. But, you know, maybe don't mention the defense side as much. Yeah, he's just so fast and so strong, um, you know, so he can kind of play down in the box and, and play down there on top of the tight end, but he can also go out and cover and play pass coverage. Um, we can blitz him a lot. He's, he's just a really good athlete and do a lot of things with him. Um, to be 100% honest, that pick six kind of fell in his lap. The, the quarterback uh, goes to throw a deep and it slipped out of his hand and just kind of landed um, right there where Rashawn was. But he's so fast and, and also have the ball skills to make a play on the ball. Uh, sprinted up, made the catch, and then able to take it to the house to, to score. It was really a big play for us. But he's really – he's a hybrid player. He's, he's like a safety and a linebacker. I mean, I think he could play anywhere that we put him out there, but, but he can kind of do it all. So it, it really makes our defense better with him being so flexible. With a team like Providence that runs that heavy package, um, he can come down there on the line, and then they try to spread you out. He's okay getting back out in space. And we hadn't always had that at that position. A lot of times that's a sub – um, or try to cover them up with somebody, and it really limits what you can do on defense. But having him being so flexible has really opened up our defense to do some different things. Yeah, it's kind of be you know you talk about you know a lot of guys you know have to play on both sides of the ball, but it's kind of have to help too, especially if you're on defense. If you got a guy that you know on offense, he's he's a good skill position player over there. So when he does get an opportunity to get his hands on the ball, you know he knows what to do with it. He can make something big happen. Yeah, that's right, and he's such a good athlete too. It, it has to go into the game plan in that. You know, you have to know where he is. You have to know where Jalen is on defense, and um, and so the other team knows where he's at, and that's going to affect their game plan in a little bit, and we know that. But but to have him always around the ball, if, if there is a loose ball on the ground, if there is a ball in the air, you know, he had a pick six against Providence last year as well. Um, he's just just such an explosive athlete and, and really fun to coach. Um, over on the offensive side of the ball, no, uh, Colin Thomas had a had a good night with three touchdown passes and two to Jalen Nobles and one to Rashawn. Rashawn Miller again, and just you know, it's one of the things too. I know we talked about this. I think during the preseason before that we got in the season, your running backs are also good receivers. But just talk about the night your quarterback had on Friday night. Yeah, I'm really proud of Colin. Uh, um, honestly, the Geneva game, he kind of had a rough night. Um, didn't play his best, and, and we talked about you know how tough are you? Is how can you respond when bad things happen? And he came back Northside and played better, and then even better against Providence, and so. He threw the ball well. He had good reads in what we asked him to do. But, you know, Colin can pull it down and run it as well. And he had some big runs for us. But uh, having Rashawn, having Jalen, be able to split them out and let them run routes as well, and then having a quarterback that can throw it and also run the ball too, um, hopefully it makes it a little bit harder for people to match up to us. And, and I know that isn't always the case. But having those guys do, be good at multiple things. And, and even Colin in the run game, we asked him to read a lot. And, and most of our run plays, he has a chance to pull the ball and pull it down and run it. And he does a good job doing that as well. So, honestly, our quarterback, we put a lot on him. There, there's a lot he has to do. And, and we talk about that, you know, when you win, um, everybody's getting the credit. When you lose, the head coach and the quarterback can get the blame. And, and is he ready to take that on? And he is, and he's mature enough to do that. And I'm really proud of him and how seeing him grow his senior year has been really fun. Yeah, it's got to be good, you know, having someone with all that playing time experience from past because there's probably things he's he has seen, you know, over, t- over his time playing, uh, you know, for the Slocum Red Tops. Yeah, I can remember back on, on JV, and I don't even remember if it was his eighth or ninth grade year. I can't remember. 
Um, but he's playing quarterback for us. And, and, again, we have a play where he gets to read it and pull the ball. And we're playing the team, and he pulls the ball and just kind of walks in the end zone, the easy score. And I just I remember thinking, okay, we got a quarterback in the future. we got a kid that can do this as he gets older. And he just continued to get better. His 10th grade year, he played receiver for us and was the backup quarterback and, and had no problems doing that and played his role and did it well. And then last year as a quarterback, um, we didn't throw it a ton last year. We threw it some. And this year, trying to open it up and throw it a little bit more. And just um, seeing him knowing what, who to read, um, what the defense has given us, um, there's certain plays that, that we may give him a play, but at the line of scrimmage, he calls the direction of the play. And, and trusting him to do those types of things, it's just it's, as a head coach, it's great to have almost an assistant coach and quarterback. So just really proud of him. Oh, on you know, offense, because some of those touchdowns were, were big plays down the field, you know, uh, over 40 plus yards on both on two of them uh, but uh, what was he seeing or what was Providence doing defensively that kind of opened up or what you guys were doing offensively that opened up those those opportunities yeah everybody knows we want to run the ball first and, and Providence sold out to stop the run and, and they were playing zero coverage so everybody kind of had a man and uh, so we tried to run some plays uh, to get those guys loose and, and we missed on a couple uh, one later in the game but but we were able to get Jalen matched up a uh, one-on-one, and and also with Rashawn, he was matched up one-on-one. Anytime that can happen, that's going to be probably pretty good for us most of the time. And and so um, you know they did do a good job with our run game. And, and early we didn't move the ball. They stopped us on two different fourth downs. We went forward on fourth and short, and they stopped us in the run game. They were sold out to do that. And uh, so we we're going to have to throw the ball and, and throw the ball downfield um, to get those guys open. And so just Colin throwing the perfect pass, dropping it in there, and those guys running good routes and catching the ball just. It's huge, and if we can continue to get better at that, it's, it's hopefully going to allow us to score some more points and be tougher to beat. You know, something uh, we uh, we discussed in our preseason conversation, we, the offensive line only had one returning starter just go through three games. Where do you see the uh, your offensive line at and how they've progressed through you know those three games? Well, I'm proud of those guys, and, and it's nothing that yeah, – I'm no martyr here. We've all dealt with it, but um, COVID, we really dealt with it a lot in the preseason. Um we, one week, um, we ended up not even having enough kids to practice. I think we had 12 kids on a day to practice. So, um, And it seemed to be almost all offensive linemen that were getting it. So we never got any kind of rhythm with our offensive line. And we talked about in the preseason they were going to be new anyway. Um, there was going to be one returning starter and, and four new guys. So I'll, uh, we actually converted a wide receiver and a tight end down to offensive linemen just to have enough. And then the Friday of the Geneva game, I think it's about 2 o'clock, I get a call, and one of our linemen, starting linemen, gets quarantined that game. So those guys have really had a tough go at it, um, just not getting in a rhythm. Um, and, again, people, you know, you like the, the uh, coaches in the crowd yelling, block somebody, and these kids are either giving it their all. Um, and so proud of them to continue to grow. And this past week versus Providence, we finally had all five back, but it's their first week being back. So, so getting them back and getting them ready to play, um, and, you know, with offensive linemen, there's a lot of communication, a lot of teamwork that goes down there. So we're hoping those guys can just steadily improve as the season goes. Yeah, I was about to, you know, ask, you know, bring it. And I've always felt like this for me when I'm watching football. It's at the line of scrimmage, offensive, defense, line. But the offensive line, I don't know if this analogy is correct. You know, you can correct me. But I feel like sometimes the offensive line is a team within the team because those five guys or six, you know, if you have another one out there, they have to work together in, a, in unison. While receivers, you know, they're out doing their own thing a little bit, running backs, you know, it's not as much as a cohesive unit within the team, if I'm making any sense the way I'm wording this. So that's got to be – so when you don't have that rhythm and getting that rhythm, that's got to be a, a big challenge. So it, it sounds like your guys have done an awesome job at trying to figure that out and do that on the fly. 
Yeah, that, you're exactly right when you say that. And we talk about it a lot. You know, we compared it to basketball. If you've got a guy you never play basketball with and, and you think he's going to cut back door and you let the bounce pass and it goes out of bounds because you're not on the same page, that's what offensive line's like. You know, we're trying to double team and work up the linebackers and pull and kick guys. And and when you're there together every day going through it, you kind of get a feel what the other guy's going to do and what the calls are up front and those things. And when it's a different five every day, um, literally a different five every day for about three weeks, you just don't ever get in that rhythm. And it's hard to, you know, you keep your few base plays and there. It's hard to expand and have some answers to what the defense is going to do because we face so many good coaches. you got to have answers in, and you can't do that without kids there. So just really proud of those guys for not making excuses, not saying this is why this happened. They said, Coach, we're going to get out there and battle no matter what. And I think maybe it's going to help us in the end. You know, we developed some depth, some guys that normally wouldn't be out there on the offensive line got to play it. And, and so if we do um, see an injury down the road or, or need some, again, we talked about playing guys one way, we're developing some depth to do that. So just proud of those guys for just keep fighting through. You know, and as I move on before I ask you about your upcoming opponent, opponent in Houston Academy, just uh, any players or anything about your win over Providence or the first three games of the season uh, that I haven't asked about that you would like to highlight or, or discuss? Well, um, we got some unsung heroes at receiver, Mattis King and uh, Caleb Andrews. Uh, those guys being unselfish, knowing that they're not going to get 10 or 15 touches a game, but being ready when their time comes has been really good. Josh King, the Northside game, made a couple big plays, and the Providence game actually had some huge blocks to, to make some runs go as our tight end. Um, we flexed him out a good bit, but, but still we call him a tight end, and he had some good plays. And then defensively, um, we mentioned in the, the preseason show, our two inside linebackers, Ocel Morn and Braylon Miller. Um, you know, I always say in high school football, if you have good inside linebackers, you got a good defense, and we got two really good inside linebackers. And, and so that's a lot of what makes our defense go. So just – proud of those two inside linebackers getting us lined up where we're supposed to be getting the calls right and just playing so well on the inside so um just proud of those guys i hope they just keep improving each week so when you look at your your game this week with uh at houston academy who they're two and two they just come off a loss against op this past friday just uh i know like i said we're recording this on sunday evening but uh just early on in the week uh what are your your takes on them and that matchup well, H.A. is going to be well coached. You know, I think every coach on staff is probably going to end up in the Alabama High School Hall of Fame, and that's not a joke. You know, if you look at them, Coach Riggs was before, um, Coach Addison before that, and all the guys on staff now, there's like four or five of them. Um, I think they've won more state championships than I've won playoff games. So I, I tell our kids, it's not going to come down to coaching. If it is, we're in trouble. Um, those guys are going to out-coach us every day of the week. So what we got to do is know what we do and execute that. Um, they do a good job. they got a really athletic quarterback. Um, he's good, can make you miss. They had another kid uh, running back that kind of plays receiver running back for them that's good and and really a stud receiver that they try to get one-on-one matched up. So they do a lot of things offensively. They're going to try to formation you and motion you and and try to get you outflanked and and just put you in a bind. And and so we're going to be prepared to get ready to line up and uh, and play good defense against them. And then defensively, they're an an even front for the most part on film. They will run some odd front, but they run an even front. Uh, four-man front, and, and Coach Edge calls a defense, and he's called big games. So we're not going to do anything really to stress him out. And, and I remind the kids, you know, I'm not trying to, to trick the coach over there. I'm trying to get you in a position that I'll execute the next player. So that's all we can do. Um, so they're going to be good. You know, HA special teams are always good. You know, they're always getting the advantage of that. So uh, just have to just come out and play hard and, and do the things it takes to win, take care of the ball and not give up big plays and, and see what happens in the end. Yeah, and how's it going to be? Uh, I mean, I know all these cities are close to each other, these communities, but still be it will be you guys. It will be your first road game. Yeah, it is. It, you know, just kind of look at the draw. We ended up – we would have had um, a jamboree on the road. They probably would have helped us in it because of COVID. We ended up not getting to play it. 
Um, and so it will be our first road game. So even though it's a short trip, um, just we talked about that today when we met on Sunday, just making sure we're on the same page, traveling to games, um, especially, again, you know, with some COVID protocols and things. Like for us, if you're on a bus, you've got a mask on, making sure that's happening. We're prepared for that for kids. And um, the way we do water is different this year. So on the road, it's going to be a little bit more um, – not necessarily aggravated, but a little bit better planning when we're doing those things. So just getting ready to go play on the road. Now, once the game kicks off, it's football. Mm-hmm. Um, even a Slocum game, you know, we, we're going to bring as many as the other team has most of the time. Uh, but just getting to the point of kickoff, making sure our guys are mentally prepared for that. Yeah, well, I hope uh, – wish you guys all the good uh, – got all the luck uh, this Friday when y'all do play uh, HA in another 3A Region 2 matchup. And I, as always, Coach Tisdale, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, – uh, talking about your team and just taking the time out, you know, to, to break it all down. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably talk again through, before the season's out. But I, I do appreciate you coming on the show once again. Yeah, Philip, like I said, man, thanks for everything. Appreciate you and, and what you do and, and promoting this high school football. So I appreciate it and look forward to talking to you again. All right, thanks again to Coach Tisdale for coming on the show this week. I had Coach Tisdale on in the preseason, so I was glad to have him on again, and I hope to have him on later on in the year, see how things are going for the Slocum Red Tops. Now, look at week four schedule. I can't believe it. It's like the season just started, but now we're already into week four. In 7A Region 2, now I know all these teams are in the Wiregrass, but, you know, this rate of people, 969 Legend, we're going to tell you who the uh, teams in Dothan Region are playing. But Dothan will be hosting Prattville. Uh, Prattville's three and one. Dothan is one and two. Central Phoenix City will be at Enterprise. Both teams are four and zero. Oh. Auburn at four and zero oh will be at Jeff Davis, who's zero oh and three. And then Smith Station, they are off this week. Now looking at strictly Wiregrass teams, six A Region Two Park Crossing one and three is at Ufala, who is also one and three. And five A Region Two Pike Road at four and zero oh will be at two and two Rehoboth. Charles Henderson at zero oh and three will be at two and two Andalusia. And Headland at one and three will be at one and two Carroll. And four A Region Two Dale County at three and one will be at Alabama Christian, who is two and two. Strawn at four and zero will be at St. James, who are three and one on the year. Geneva two and two at Ashford, who is zero and three on the year, looking for their first victory of the season. Three A Region Two Delville zero and four at Op, who is three and one. Whitsburg will be at New Broughton. Both teams are three and one so far. And Slocum at two and one will be at Houston Academy, who is two and two on the season. All right, 2A Region 2, GW Long at Ayrton. Both teams are undefeated. GW Long's 2-0, Ayrton is 4-0 on the year. Cottonwood at 2-2 two two will be at Elba, who is 3-1. Geneva County at 2-1 will be at 1-2 Abbeville. Zion Chapel at 0-3 will be at 2-2 two two Houston County. In 1A Region 1, McKenzie at 1-2 will be at Sampson, who is 3-1. Brantley at 2-0 will be at Pleasant Home, who is 1-2 on the year. Georgiana at 0-4 will be at Kinston, who is 2-2. Two and then Red Level, 1-2 at Forala, who was also 1-2 on the season. And then AISA Pickens Academy, 2-2, two two, will be at Abbeville Christian, who is 1-2 on the season. And that is your schedule for week four here in the Wiregrass. Should be some interesting games. That Enterprise Central Phoenix game, we're keeping a lot of attention on that Friday night. So uh, just keep paying attention to that. And remember, you can text in your scores during the game on 969 The Legend for me to – Tell everybody during halftime and after the game for the scoreboard update brought to you by Five Star Credit Union. You can text in those scores at 1 800 264 0969. 
And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Thank you for making this show a part of your day. Really, really appreciate it. The best way to get more people to know about the show is word of mouth or sharing. Please tell people about it. But also, if you see the link on Facebook or Twitter, please share the show and tell people about it and why they should be checking it out. I really would appreciate it. You can check the show out on Apple Podcasts if you are an Apple user. And you can... um, also leave a review and if you leave a review i will read it on a future edition of the show and you can also listen to the to the show over on 955.tvy.com 969thelegend.com and 1067kmx.com and also the apps for those sites as well just download the apps the podcast is right there very easy to find very easy to listen to through the app so we'd appreciate it do that as well uh, you can always email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com and i hope everybody Has a fantastic week. I look forward to the games on Friday night, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. We'll start off with what was billed by many as the game of the week. Ayrton defeated Geneva County 42-0. Ayrton improves to 4-0 in a year. Geneva County drops to 2-1. And And Ayrton just continuing the role they've been on, like I said, going 4-0. And they are just playing really great ball right now. Ayrton, they scored on their first six possessions this game. They had a total of 514 total yards of offense. They only allowed 73 yards for Geneva County. Jordan Smith at running back had 149 yards, two touchdowns. Quarterback Ian Sin had was 9 of 10 on the night, 208 yards, and three touchdowns. In 6A Region 2, Opelika defeated Eufaula 21-0. Eufaula had eight turnovers in this one, five interceptions, and three fumbles. Uh, with the loss, Eufaula drops to one and three. In 7A Region 2, which is a game you could have heard on 96-9 The Legend on Friday night, uh, Auburn defeated Dothan 49-13, 7A Region 2 uh, game here. Dothan falls to one and two, 0 and 2 on the year. They will be back at home this Friday night to play Prattville in another 7A Region 2 matchup. And you can hear the game on 96.9 The Legend uh, with Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself. Kickoff will be at 7 o'clock, but pregame will start at 6.45. In 4A Region 2, this this may have been the game of the night in the Wiregrass. When it was all said and done, exciting game. If you were at this game, I'm jealous because this seems like it was pure excitement. Dell County defeated Geneva 47-42 to here. Dell County improves to 4-1 on the year. 2-0 in region play. And then Geneva drops to 2-2. 1-1 in region play. Quarterback for Dale County, Alex Banks, scored on a six-yard run with 37 seconds left in the game. He had a tremendous game here. 317 total yards, five touchdowns. Passing-wise, he was 9-for-9, nine 104, two touchdowns. On the ground, 213 yards, three touchdowns. Geneva's Timothy McReynolds, he had a big game on the ground. 112 rushing with four touchdowns, he had 75 yards receiving. The quarterback played pretty well, too, for Geneva. Logan Adams, 12 of 15, 137 yards in one touchdown. In 5A Region 2, Carroll defeated Rehoboth for their first win of the year to go to 1-2. and two. Rehoboth drops 2-2. Two two. The key person for Carroll had two first-half touchdowns. In 2A Region 2, Cottonwood defeated number 5, Abbeville, 57-24. A big win there for the Cottonwood Bears, my alma mater. Uh, Cottonwood, it goes to 2-2 two two in a year, and Abbeville drops to 1-2 on the season. Makai Anglin had 198 yards, three touchdowns, and an 81-yard kickoff return touchdown for the Cottonwood Bears. 
Back over in 7A. Now, this was two 7A teams playing, but not in the same region. Enterprise defeated Davison 55-7. Enterprise, of course, is in 7A Region 2. Same region Dothan is in. Davison is in 7A Region 1, so this doesn't go toward the region record. Uh, but Enterprise did win 55-7. to Big game here. They were up 42-7 to at halftime. They've got a big game this Friday as they are hosting Central Phoenix City in a battle of 4-0 teams in 7A Region 2. In 3A Region 2, number 10, Op defeated Houston Academy 49-21. to Op improves to 3-1. Houston Academy falls to 2-2. Two two. Houston Academy had fir- had three first-half turnovers in the game. Op quarterback Gray Jennings was 11-12, 267 yards, three touchdowns. Zacharias Lindsey, big, big game at receiver, three receptions, 155 yards, and two touchdowns in the game. And 3A Region 2, we're going to talk about this game a little bit with, uh, with Coach Tisdale, so it's going to repeat the score here. Uh, Slocum won 30-0 over Providence Christian. A game in 3A, well, 3A for Wicksburg, Northside Memphis, of course, is not in a region uh, yet. will be next year. Uh, Wicksburg wins 54-28 to to go to 3-1 on the year. Northside Memphis falls to 0-4 in the year. For Wicksburg, Jalen Murray had 188 yards, two touchdowns, and he also had a 31-yard touchdown rece- reception. In 2A Region 2, Abbeville, number 8 in 2A, defeated Zion Chapel 48-12. to Another matchup in 2A Region 2, G.W. Long defeated Houston County 45-16. to So G.W. Long goes to 2-0 in a year. Houston County falls to 2-2, 0-2 in region. For G.W. Long, Kobe Stringer had 137 yards. He was 8-14 for 14 passing, one touchdown, and 49, 59 yards rushing as well. In 5A Region 2, Greenville defeated Headland 23-0. Headland drops to 1-2 on the season. 4A Region 2, Strong defeated Ashford 42-0. So Ashford is 0-3 on the year. In 1A Region 1, Kenson defeated Red Level 27-6 to go to 2-2. Also in 1A Region 1, Sanson defeated Pleasant Home 18-0. And two more results to give you guys. New Brockton. Defeated Delville 45 to 20 out of 3A Region 2. So New Brockton bounces back from their first loss of the season last week to go to 3 and 1, 1 and 1 in region play. Delville drops to 0 and 4, 0 and 2 in region play. Quarterback Caden Cup had 152 yards rushing with two touchdowns, and he was 5 of 7 passing for 159 yards and three touchdowns. And in 5A Region 2 game, Early County from Georgia defeated Charles Henderson 31 to 9. So Charles Henderson drops to 0 and 3 on the season and that is your scoreboard for week three in the wiregrass and also want to say all those stats did come from the dothan eagle so go check out dothan eagle they uh they got you covered when it comes to high school football and now we're going to go to an early conversation i had on sunday with slocum head coach richard tisdale <laughs> 